Welcome to episode 31 of TikTok. Uh, joining us this week, we've got all three of us this week. We've got Mark and Dave. Hello, guys. Hi, how's it going? How's it going, man? Very good. Um, past number 31s, this is... We're, we're getting towards the dregs here. Uh, hmm. Most recent one, Luke Donnelly. Oh, hi. Don't ever heard of him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 25 year old now plays for a growth of Uh Before him, John Hearn. I'm not going to get oh. used to rate these guys because uh, I've never heard any of them. Uh, Richie Towle. I remember that name. I think it was a left winger or a left back. And the one and only Raphael Scheidt. Oh, well. He's probably the no, best of No, I still on list. The Celtic's first ever number 31. Bro. It was genuinely the only one that I'd heard of. Like, I hadn't heard any. No, I've not. I heard them for no, no good reason. Bye, so the, the wee game I introduced a couple of weeks ago where you, you guys would go and rate them. Uh, it's, it's, it's ran aground already. <laughs> <laughs> much it's much like, that, like, it's like that ship in the suit. Never given. Which doesn't even make sense. It's like a. English phrase, but uh, anyway, um, Dave, you got a quiz for me? Yeah, just a quick one. Um, and Mark. <laughs> and Mark, yeah, not just Mark, Mark was born. Um, the International Week, obviously, Euros coming up, so I thought we'd maybe have a look at the last few Euros winners, and it's basically the last five Euros and the last five World Cups, so if you can name the, um, name the winner, and also, for a bonus point, the host country or countries to make it a wee bit more oh, difficult because okay, I was going to do it is wow. just the score but I thought a score like scores are quite memorable most of the time so what I'll do is I'll turn it between Euros and World Cups so you both get a chance to ask uh, each some uh, I've also got a a coin here so heads or tails uh, tails never fails tails Oh, you're cheeky bastard. Tails. <laughs> uh, Mark's in it first, so I'll go. Uh, it is Tails, do I go first, first or second? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first, so we're going to start with the one that's furthest back, which is oh. Euro, ni- Euro 96. Euro 96 was in England? It was. Do you only get the bonus point if you get the winner, though? Oh, the winner? Uh, the winner was uh, Germany. It was, yeah. Good start for Martin. Um, Recently made right, over again by David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Bell, you're on the World Cup 98. Oh, uh, France won it in France. That's good shit, mate. Well done. The first, one, the first one I remember. Spread. I know, same. I'm going to eat with my spreadsheet on a different area. Right, we're two for two. Uh, right, we'll go back to uh, Martin. So you're you're on World Cup two thousand two. World Cup two thousand and two um, was in Japan and South Korea. Uh, Brazil won. Yeah, Great World Cup as well. Uh, so right, uh, Bill, you are on Euro two thousand. Jesus. Um, 
Franz won it. Am I allowed to jump in? Uh, you need to, to give Mark a, a yeah, certain of time before, before uh, Fra- Franz won it, didn't he? Uh, an extra time against Italy, and I think maybe Italy were the hosts. Honestly, I don't know. I'm going to say Italy uh, were the hosts. No, unfortunately, uh, they weren't the hosts. We did get a point. Uh, I'm raising my hand right now. Uh, okay. It was an. It was a co-hosted, co-hosted by Netherlands, Netherlands and Belgium. It was, yeah. Oh, well done. It's as soon as you said co-hosted. Right, uh, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, you've got uh, Euro 2004. Oh, uh, Greece? Uh, Greece won it, yeah. See, so I thought Greece hosted it. You just gave me a, gave me a point now. <laughs> uh, Greece won it. And uh, Portugal? Oh, you bastard. Yeah, well, I think it's your other one. Right, uh, well, you've got oh, World Cup 2006. Um, Italy won it. I think because Sudan yes. lost the plot, and I think it was in Germany. It was in Germany. Good shoot, well done. Um, so, if my calculations are correct, that would now mean that it is now Martin's turn to answer a World Cup question. I might have confused myself with this format. Uh, right, Martin, you're on uh, World Cup 2010. Uh, World Cup 2010. Spain. Spain won. And. South Africa? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, like, Waka, Waka. Not that I'm... Not that I'm wanting to be... The Vuvuzelas? I know, they were horrendous, weren't they? Uh, right, well, Euro in... Uh, Euro 2012. Um, sounds, pl- sounds... Sounds plausible. I feel like I don't remember Euro 2012 at all. Uh, I'm really struggling on that. Right. I think it was during Euro the time 2008, where... 2008, no? Ah, 2008, sorry. Okay. Um, still don't know where it was. Spain won it. Where, where did they win it, though? In a country somewhere. Um, was it Austria or Switzerland? No, it was Austria or Switzerland. <laughs> uh, the, the more savvy listeners have also probably worked out that I've started... Uh, from six back as opposed to five back, which is why I keep confusing it. <laughs> um, right, so that would that make sense, right? Now, Martin, you're on uh, you know, 2012, and then we'll just leave the last two. Is there two easy anyway? So, you're 2012, right, for the win? Yeah. Uh, Spain again? Uh, yes, I was Spain again. Spain again? Oh, fuck. Uh, I'm gonna say. Wow! <laughs> if I, if, uh, you don't get this right, and I get it right, then it's a tie break, and then we'll we'll need the last two. Might be worthwhile just having a guess. France? Oh! No. Wrong. <laughs> Bell. Chance to steal. Ukraine. Maybe. Oh, no. Is it? Is it? Uh, can I? Can I steal? Is is it a co-host? 
if we give I'll give Bell the chance to oh. name another Eastern European country. Right, what's next to Ukraine? Uh, oh, I've got it. I've got it. So Russia's oh. to the north of Ukraine, but there's no way that they would uh, co-host a tournament because they fight all the time, eh? Give them five seconds. Five uh, seconds. Um, five. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Serbia. Two. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they had a pretty massive war between them again. Uh, uh, Ma- is it Poland, Ukraine? No, it was Poland, Ukraine. Oh. Yeah. And thus, I thought it was just the Ukraine. Tiebreaker. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, I'll give you. It would be two World Cups ago, I don't know which is the one, but. World Cup 2014. Um, 2014. Why did I not remember anything about this? 2014. Um, must have been. Who won the World Cup 2014? Germany. I think. Beat yeah. Argentina in the final. Extra time. Where yeah. was it though? Was it in Brazil? Or was it in Brazel? No, it was Brazil. Aye. Good show. The 7-1 game just uh, came back. I'm, I'm, I'm confused myself as to where I think, but Martin, you won anyway. So, you had a couple of <laughs> I should have actually. It was actually flipping between two screens. Usually, I like to get these things in a spreadsheet before I start reading them out. So, but um, that was alright. It's amazing how you can totally forget tournaments until we start reading them out again. Like Euro 2012, I forgot actually happened. I just thought that in 2008 were the same tournament. It turns out Spain just won it twice, and it was just that like mundane that nobody ever access. Thought about it. Austria, Switzerland was um, a total guess. I, that was like, I had no idea, really. And I knew that something like that had happened, but when uh, Martin said Netherlands and Belgium as well, I totally forgot that was a, that had happened. No, I didn't, I, I didn't remember that either. I'm quite fond of the old co-hosts in UEFA. Uh, um, bring us back to Selic. Uh, I put up a poll last week and I meant to talk about it in last week's episode but I forgot but it's still relevant because uh, Celtic haven't done anything in, in a week um, I put up a poll so uh, this is the exact wording of the poll ok time for a new manager poll see if opinions have changed looky eyes emoji uh, which of the following would be your first choices next Celtic manager four leaf clover emoji uh, the four choices were Enzo Maresca, Roy Keane, Chris Wilder and Eddie Howe. I'm glad I included him in here because mm. he was quite quiet last week but I still I shoved him in there and it's paid off. Uh, 2% Chris Wilder. Roy Keane, 12%. That's, that's worryingly high. <laughs> Eddie Howe, uh, 34%. And Enzo Maresca with 51%. Wow, I'm quite surprised. I'm uh, mostly shocked that 12% of people voted for Roy Keane, even if we only got like eight votes, that's still a lot. Um, I'm surprised that the Maresca wouldn't be that high, considering the fact that nobody really knows anything about it. I know. But that thread to that boys' analytics thing done was amazing, so maybe everybody's just like, yes, that was good. I, the, the, He's higher than Eddie Howe, quite a bit. I'm surprised at that. I, I, I voted in the poll, I voted for Eddie Howe. Um, proven track record and all that. But I think Maresca is like the polar opposite to Lennon, and people just want 
as big a change as possible. So it's like old school manager to the new school, isn't it? So I can understand why people are they've seen such negative results. So if you they're probably subconsciously thinking the exact opposite of that of a negative is a positive result, so go for the exact opposite manager. Makes sense to me. I just think that I think I probably voted for Moresca in that poll actually. I need to go back and double check. But <laughs> it's um it's weird that he's kind of came out from nowhere and then he's really gained momentum because when he was first mentioned, I, I don't remember the I don't remember the reaction being as favourable as it is now. And then now when you kind of like go on Twitter and stuff, and obviously that poll, it's kind of like. To, it's kind of swung the opposite way because I, I thought he would have won that quite comfortably but um, yeah it's interesting it's been a bit quiet on the Mariska front though hasn't it like uh, there was a lot of chat about it two weeks ago or thereabouts and then this Virgo Harkin director football blah 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 and it just seems to have really cooled like there seems to be a couple of other names coming out of the woodwork Martin and his best clairvoyant uh, is managed to predict with well on the hoops man Brian we went after that Slavia Pragmatic so it's um, yeah, I called Ron, that I called, literally called that about five six weeks ago I was in Maybe you, are you hoops man Brian <laughs> is this is this, is this are you getting outed right now <laughs> uh, I can confirm I'm not I think the Maneska thing is it attracts a lot of people as they, they can see him coaching the players to within an, an inch of their lives but um they, they, they were, uh, apparently we've, we've approached Eddie Howe nobody knows how far in the past could be oh, 15 Eddie minutes Howe ago in, uh, staying, over, staying over in Glasgow <laughs> I, it's like six different hotels <laughs> I know I five of which were closed <laughs> <laughs> no that was that was the best one they stayed in Blyswood that's been shut since like January whenever <laughs> the last lockdown was so just in this part himself. Um, I'm also kind of like, surely people don't need to like uh, interview face to face. Can we not just do like Zoom like everybody else? Like I don't think he's actually came up here. So, so what's that? We we've spoken to him, but nobody knows how long ago it was. So theoretically, it could have been like six months ago, and he just went, "Nah, it's all right." Everything. Right. Well, all all that was said was he he's been offered the job. Or spoke to about the job at least. Things are to kind of start to. We feel like they're kind of gaining pace a wee bit uh, with Dominic McKay leaving Scottish rugby, and uh, as of yet still to join Celtic, I think. But I think he's going to be involved. Probably in Barbados. I wasn't sure if he joined us. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably is. He's the the real Bahamas. I heard I. Thought he uh, left Scottish rugby, but he was joining Celtic pretty much straight away, potentially, or maybe on like a interim basis. I'd be surprised. I'd, 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 I don't see why they would let him leave, like his role at the rugby, if he wasn't going to start the Celtic job because he wasn't supposed to start until the first of July, as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, but the guy's got an absolute ton of DIY to do in the house. Is that because Peter Lawwell is? supposed to be finishing then or and the two can't overlap or are people just made up the July thing or is he starting yeah, today Monday when did we announce we were he was joining no, I, I feel like he was taking over in the summer I, 
I feel like it was like an official announcement, not so much just people talking a lot of nonsense. 29th of January we made the announcement, so uh, I, I'm just having a quick look to see when you said he was going to be joining, but you would think if he would have like at least a, so it's a Celtic Football Club today announced Dominic Kai, current CEO of Scottish Rugby, uh, will be appointed as Chief Executive Officer with effect from Peter Lowell's retirement on July 1st, 2001, but that doesn't necessarily, that just means he's going to be become the CEO at that point, it doesn't necessarily mean he can't be involved in something else on an interim basis up, up until then type of thing, so he might not take his official role as so it happens quite a lot, the companies will put somebody on garden leave and they can't, they can't wait until they join their other company, but at a kind of director level they'll be getting involved and stuff like that, so you might find that he's still I would certainly hope he's still in the background, we're not going to leave it until July to look for a manager, nine days before the Euros start, although it's a little bit of handover period, eh? Like you get every other job as well. So, nah, you'd think so. Uh, I'd imagine it'd be in. Mark Dodson, chief chief exec of Scottish Rugby, says Dominic Mackay will not leave his role at Scottish Rugby early to join Celtic. That was on twenty fourth February, and Dominic Mackay's left a month later. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he feels like an absolute prick to that guy. Uh, uh, quote: He says. Uh, he has a notice period he has to serve here and we need stability in our business too. Dominic Mackay must have handed in his notice like that morning. <laughs> right, so drink Dominic Mackay and his notice period just like, ah, fuck this. Like, turning up late, uh, using the printer to print, like, stuff for home and shit like that. Like, his daughter's school work and all this type of nonsense. Like, stealing loads of stuff at the station covered. And just like, ah, get, get shot at this guy. I also don't think that uh, Scotland will get any more rugby games. I don't know that I follow rugby now because it's trite. But I don't think they've got any more matches or whatever it's called, bouts, until like September or something. So it's not as if he's going to be doing it. Hmm. I know. So. Well, he, he put up a tweet. He put up a tweet uh, which I shared. His, his tweet a couple of days ago utterly outstanding from Scotland team led by Gregor Townsend and Stuart um, this, is, this is Twitter handle so I don't know what he's Hog Stuart Hog or Stuart Hogg. W Hog uh, wonderful win in Paris congratulations lads after 147 tests and 13 years I leave with the biggest smile well done thumbs up emoji hashtag as one Nice. Very so nice. I, I would, because it's weird that he's joined today, or he's left his role at rugby, and then all these kind of rumours are starting to come out about speaking to people. Unless he's a massive leak, he's just leaking loads of stuff in the media all the time. But <laughs> he's just got like super excited about them now being involved at Celtic. He's just texting all his pals about it. Um, Big leaky bastard. Is there not the, the rumour going about as well that it's, they're going to try and do it to coincide with season ticket renewals? So they'll make the... There'll obviously be loads of rumblings, but then they'll announce the official manager as close to the renewal date as they can, which I think would also make sense. I also kind of think you're better doing it before uh, the renewal date, but it would, it would kind of make sense that you've done that. Yeah. People start spending their season ticket renewal money. Damn it! <laughs> I've pulled in at the last minute. I've just bought a sixty-inch telly. I know exactly. Four can't. Four can't even on holiday for you, Alex. No. 
weakened grease or something. I don't know how much a weakened grease is. Otherwise, it's more like you can think about it. You know what I mean? It's, um, Depends where you stay, I think. Because <laughs> there was that. There was that, I have no idea. There was that um, rumour, uh, poll on that other podcast, uh, the Celtic State of Mind one, that like 70% of people wouldn't renew if it was. If it was um, Lennon, so I don't know if that's, and obviously it's not going to be Lennon, but and imagine that feeling would be fairly, you know, reciprocal if it was Keane, eh, Kennedy. Both. Or Keane, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know about both. Uh, Kennedy. Um, Kennedy. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think so many people are going to be desperate to go back to the football, especially the ones that have already got a season ticket. Yeah, I agree. They'll just, they'll renew. They just want to get back out on a Saturday. Or hopefully, aye, hopefully a Saturday, because that's Champions League, isn't it? I would have won Sunday. Right, not a Sunday. Right, not a Sunday, Sunday, like 12. That's, that just kills the atmosphere. It's weird how different that is. Strange, because a Saturday just seems like everybody's just a bit happier. Whereas a Sunday, it's like, fuck, I've got work tomorrow. I don't actually mind getting up on a Sunday and you've got a game straight away. Yeah, that's quite if nice. You go <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> uh, next on the agenda, David, you've been looking at past Celtic transfer windows. I have, I believe. Yes, oh God, it doesn't make for a good reason, but we're going to categorise them. Yeah, we'll try and be quite quick in the categories, but basically there's a, a number of I'm trying to think, where should we go back to January 2018 or August 2018? It's the difference between five and six windows. What do, what do we think? Probably go August, because I think that brings Dembele in it, so there's a little bit of positivity. Okay, cool. So August 2018, Dembele is not in it. Uh, it's just pure uh, pure negativity if you hear on him. Right. So we've got uh, Izegiri came back for his second stint, <laughs> uh, purely based on his second stint. Are we going great, good, bad, or ugly? Uh, bad. I was thinking of a fifth. Uh, I was thinking of a fifth category. I can think of one. Abysmal. Nasty. <laughs> nasty. Abysmal. Nasty. Probably nasty. Nasty is good. Uh, some people would say nasty is a good thing. Anyway. Can, That's can, another podcast. Can I suggest a, a fifth category uh, cheerleader that that will that'll use straight away for Izagiri? Very <laughs> good, good teammate. Izagiri. Aye. Aye, pretty much. Um, Aye, so, like, great, good, bad, ugly, or nasty for Izagiri? Uh, second stint, I'm going to say... Oh, I'm going to say bad. I would say the first stint was good. I would say second stint, bad. I wouldn't say ugly. I don't really remember him playing much, just because Tierney was that good. Aye. Tierney went out oh, injured, though, didn't he? Pretty much. So he did get a wee run Aye. in the team. I think he was bad. I think he was bad. Uh-huh. Also, the fact that Tierney was so good to eat. No, he was bad. I, I think he was bad the second time. Great the first time, though. It's a shame that bad, that bad's like the middle category. I, mean, I just changed that to indifferent. There you go. That's like it's slightly better. Or then nasty. Or maybe, or maybe so 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 so. There you go. I see, I see. I, I don't. I just like it. I see, I see. Phenomenal. Uh, Daniel Arzani. Who do you remember him? Uh, disappointing. I don't even know if that's one of the characters. Stop <laughs> <laughs> changing the characters. I'm only changing the three um, I would say, I would say ugly, but he did get a really bad injury. But there was a wee bit of hype around him, and it just never really worked out. So that's not really his fault. Uh, 
I think he looked good for 40 minutes and then uh, he got injured for the rest of his loan spell so. no me and uh, Bell were at Harry Potter because when Daniel was anyway his debut no, sure. um, it was magical <laughs> it was <laughs> that was fucking so hard though it wasn't like who wrote it it was like proper I, Gary Gary done it what colour sure. of scarf did a character that wasn't even in the movies have on fucking shocker Ah, it was like super difficult. Like, what's the director's David Coffey? It was like proper murder. Um, uh, Yusuf Malumbu. Oh, ugly. Uh, bad. Aye. Strong. There's five categories. You've got them wrong every time you said them. I thought bad was bad. Was one. Yeah, was no, it's ugly or nasty. So it's good, ugly or nasty. Uh, great, good, so so, ugly or nasty, because okay. you asked me to put in a fifth category. Really? Nasty is like the worst of the worst, no? No, no, but we signed Malumbu instead of signing John McGinn. And also, do you remember his uh, European performance? I can't, who was it he came on against for like the last. Leipzig? Oh, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, man, that was horrendous. <laughs> Like he never played the football before. The guy was hell bent on Celtic losing that game. <laughs> he tried to get, he tried, he genuinely tried to get sent off within the first two or three minutes. I think we were winning at the time and he came on and I was there with Liam and I was like, this could work out, like, this could be his big break and I was like, oh fuck, here we go, man. Like straight away, just pure boot of the guy. I was like, this is, this is pretty grim. Uh, are we going with Nasty for him then? Or a hybrid between Ugly and Nasty? Right. Aye. Aye. Shake, basically. Uh, Shite, basically, yeah. Ugly and uh, nasty. Number 31, Raphael. Yeah. Rather than maybe categorising, we should maybe just go through them, because this could, the, the August 2019 is particularly... Uh, Heavy. Could, quite I, well. could I suggest uh, another uh, different categories? So rather uh-huh. than... Uh, <laughs> bear with me. Rather than... You're not going to make us one uh, ten, good, are you? Bad, ugly, whatever the fuck the categories are. Uh, uh-huh. Different players. No, no, no. One to ten. We've done it before. Different players. So, uh, good player. You would maybe have like Easy Gary's first stint the same as Bobby Petter. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to read this. <laughs> but we, we, we choose these three players. So a terrible player, uh, Raphael, right? Uh, okay, right, okay, okay. So the categories uh, are a bit more. Aye. Yeah, Scott McDonald or <laughs> another player who's kind of so so Bobby Petter let's go let's go we're not going to get anybody as high as Henry Larson in the last fucking ever um, right, right. two years I like the idea but I think we need more than three players because they don't cover a big enough span so I think we have a terrible player and a, and, and a Mido Baldi. I feel like right? it, I feel like this is unraveling. Are you? <laughs> we have a terrible player and a Mido Baldi. We have somebody okay, okay, with good okay. potential okay, but okay, didn't okay. really work out in Cham, right? We have a good okay, consistent okay, yeah. player in Callum McGregor, constant eight out of ten, solid, mm-hmm. dependable, and then for our very good player, we have say. Alan Thompson or Chris Sutton you two choose out of those Chris Sutton okay Chris Sutton okay right let me go back Chris Sutton's got less baggage (laughs) it does have less baggage Uh, so so we're saying is he for the second still being Nicham as far as I'm aware as this as this scale goes 
And then Arzani and Malumbu would be... Amido Baldi. In the Amido Baldi category? Yep. Yeah, okay, that's right. Oh, this is good. It seems like there's a bit more thought to this. Um, Benkovic? Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna be more harsh than I think Mark is gonna be. I'm okay. gonna go on Cham. Oh yeah, you're right. I I'd, I'd do in McGregor purely based on him. I thought when he actually played for Celtic, I thought he was very good. Aye, but that, that's the thing. Aye, he didn't always play. So we'll go Benkovic, need uh, Cham for Benkovic. <laughs> if just tuned in, this is. Like to this thought, to this go scroll back like five minutes. Like not as far as five minutes. Um, no, no, you're better off better off not going back five minutes and just. <laughs> right, you're more confused. confused. Uh, so that was that was August 2018. So the the average is between Amido Amido Baldi and Oliver and each other. <laughs> so, um, Whoa. January January 2019. Uh, hold on to your hat. We'll try and fire through this. Ollie Burke. Oh. Amido Baldi. Uh, he, he's worse than Amido Baldi. He's more than good. Amido Baldi. Category number six. Category <laughs> number five or number four? Can, can, I know that's what I mean. More than good. Oh, right, okay, right. Two, two, two. Right. Um, I'm going to say Burke is his own category. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you hate him so much. He's a middle baldy. Uh, Timo Weir. And Timo Weir um, and Cham. I'll go and Cham. I just really like him because I gave the best post match out of his ever. He did score a couple of like, big, fairly big goals out, so. Uh, Bio. A middle baldy. And Cham. Did you say in Cham, mm-hmm. Bill? Yeah, still, still with something offer as well. Bio is the second best striker in the club. Oh. So was Baldi. <laughs> uh, I, I would go in Cham as well. I don't think he's quite as bad as Brook Miller. Uh, Schwed. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm guessing Mark's going to go in Cham and I'm going to go Amido Baldi. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. going to go Baldi as well. He's just never really a. Planning's uh, fault. So. Um, he might come back and be amazing. Uh, Tolian, which is. Oh, Amido Baldi. I've had this before. Uh, I well somewhere in between uh, Baldi and just pick one man. I need to uh, and jam so uh, Oliver Baldi. <laughs> right, so what are you going for? Are you going for Baldi because that you've got to kind of decide and vote on that. So, uh, it's Baldi. It's a middle Baldi. The guy we voted him in our worst ever team. I because know what the problem is, right? I even though these players are like ten years apart, I get mixed up with John Joel Perry Dumbe and he's scoring in the <laughs> cup final and Jeremy Toljan. Jeremy Toljan scoring a cup final. No. Uh, no. He did nothing no. good. There, there you go. So I, there you go. So they uh, they uh Amido Baldi. Okay, cool. Uh, so far we've been through uh two transfer windows. We've signed nine people and nobody's got higher than each other. So this is really just a slight of how bad the recruitment's been over the last few years. Um, slightly more positive news. Uh, August 2019, Christopher Julian. Hey, I want to say Callum McGregor, but he's not as good as Callum McGregor. But you know what I mean? He's better yeah, than yeah, Cham. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in that category. 
he's not been here long enough to be like a. He's striving towards Callum McGregor for me. Oh really? I would say he's up that because if if we're, if we're doing like getting like zero to two to like five five to eight and eight plus, I think he's definitely in the McGregor category. Yeah, I would say yeah. If we're talking McGregor's the five to eight category, yeah, McGregor. Okay. He's got Ka- a couple of really big goals. Callum and Cham. Right, so you're next. Amido Baldi. Yeah. Amido Baldi. Uh, Elhamid. And Cham. Uh, Elhamid's and Cham, mate. I'd put Elhamid and Baldi, I think. Uh, Good old forum game. Both for Jews, no less than fucking love. Fucking love that guy. Our potential first Sutton. Fraser Forster. Chris Sutton. Oh. I'd put him in that. I, I would definitely put him in the top category because he was like unbelievable. Are we are we saying Chris Sutton is better than Callum McGregor? I know. See, see the more I think about it. I mean, he is he is better than Callum McGregor, <laughs> but <laughs> Callum McGregor's too Callum McGregor's too higher rating in it. Can, Stefan Johansson. Can we? That's where we I mean. change Callum McGregor to Stuart Armstrong. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, but, I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> Fraser Foster, Chris Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, me, me too. Me too. Um, I would say Sutton is. I'd say he's in that category because he's. Ah, he's brilliant. No, nah, he was great. Even though he left us. Ellen Lucy. And Jam. Stuart Armstrong. I'd say. Oh, what's that? Uh, Eh. <laughs> That was like a proper noise for me. I forgot it was on camera as well, so my face is going to be... It has a goal um, or assist every 1.1 games. Just to put it out there. I, I, he's a weird... He's, he's, not, he's a really hard player to watch because it sometimes looks like he does a do it, but he always does stuff. I mean, <laughs> what a sentence. I'm going to get that tattooed. You should. I mean, that's probably the worst does, you know, sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> doesn't do anything, but does yeah. stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Loved it. Yeah. But, exactly. but, but in Cham's the same. In Cham can be... And Cham's the top, like uh, his top levels, proper good, uh, but he, he he can drop off like crazy, the same as El Unice. El Unice can drop off for two games, and Cham dropped off for eighteen months. <laughs> Which is yeah, it's about two games from Cham. <laughs> I think I've got the deciding vote. I am going for. He's in the Armstrong category. I think he's higher than a five anyway. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. I, I was more thinking like Stuart and Cham. Okay, yeah, or Oliver Armstrong. Um, <laughs> uh, Greg Taylor? Uh, Greg Taylor's. It's kind of funny one because he is consistent, but he's not as good as. Stuart and consistently not that good, though. Uh, uh, I think he's maybe. In, I think he's better than Laxell, but that's a different conversation. Um, I thought Laxell was great in the forum, though. Or Glasgow yeah. Derby, sorry, guys. Yeah, it was good in the forum. I think he's another Oliver Armstrong. No, in fact, it's not that good. No. Uh, I'm going Cham and Cham and Cham. Cham, yeah. I'm going Cham as well. But I do like him. I think he's got the potential. I'm going to save this and we'll maybe review it next year. Um, Jeremy Fringbong. Stuart Armstrong. When he was good, he was great. But his last six months was pretty poor. And Cham mm-hmm. for me. I'd go and charm as well. Really? We sold Armstrong for 7 million, sold Vimpon for, I think, 11? 
I think he was sold. I think his potential was very high, but I think Lennon had destroyed him. I think it's maybe the last six months he's maybe clouded my judgment. Right, uh, January uh, last year, uh, Patrick Clamella. Oh, uh, Amido Baldi. Um, this, uh, this feels harsh, but Amido Baldi. Thank God, Baldi as well. Amido Baldi was the worst player, you mean? Bio uh, managed to sneak into Nietzsche. I'm going to review that, actually, and put Bio and change my vote to put him in the Baldi category. Because <laughs> I think if Clamella's going on it, I'm like... Aye, so... Hey, Bell, you, what's you, your thoughts on that one? If you, if you look at the two players, you would rather have... Oliver and Cham over Bio every single time. Yeah, it's, t- it's yeah, difficult yeah. to argue with you. Uh, uh, Sorrow? Uh, Chris Sutton. I fucking love Sorrow. I kind of really think I'm having a bad performance. Yeah, I'd put him in that. I think Armstrong's too high. Although I suppose Julian and you know, the only other two in that. And I think he's. From what I've seen on my. Better, so that could be other than. And some Armstrong for me. I, I'd put him in Armstrong though. I mean, it would have been a lot less confusing if we just numbered these, but that makes it it's more like kind of mental gymnastics. You try to work out what we're actually talking about. Um, okay, <laughs> on to last summer and of included January in this transfer window as well. Uh, Barkas. Amido Baldi. Aye, uh, Amido Baldi. No, I'm never going to show him. Did somebody show that? Aye, that was me. Uh, I can't. I can't remember what the article said, but I, I, I basically trying to pun him. I am a yeti. Uh, Amito Bali. I, I'm going to say in charm. He's he he, he can he score goals. He was he, he he started off well. He started off scoring goals. Maybe he wasn't playing great, but he was a top goal scorer in the league for. for after a month, I think. I'm going to put him in the Encham category. I don't think we're done with a Yeti yet. Um, I am. Tumble? Chris Sutton. Armstrong. <laughs> and they're in the same category as Julian, Moy and Soro at the moment. I think that, I would agree with that. Bill, your thoughts on that one? Chris Sutton. Best player I've seen in yours. You'd put him up. You'd put him up a category. Interesting. The guy never played. The guy never played in the league until December, and by the middle of March, it had created the most chances in the league, and thirty percent of the games that everybody else had had. Guy's class, I'm telling you. Watch this space. We're I don't know. Soon. For uh, uh, a lot of money. Uh, it, it, well, he started playing uh, when we played Lille away. That's when he came back into the team, wasn't it? Home, could could uh, producer producer Dave find out when that was? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it was the Leo home game because did he not score the winner in it? And that was just like his big kind of uh, uh, Leo so uh, at home game. Sorry, that's what I meant. Uh, Three two. Tenth uh, of December. Uh, that was on the tenth of December. Was it? Oh, okay then. It was played before. <laughs> that's what I'm backing up there, man. Man's gonna edit. Man's gonna edit that out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't. Uh, I, I, you, you should get one of the automated robot voices to do over the top and you say, yeah, I think he started playing on like the 10th of December and then no bill on the note. That's a good impression. Thank you. I thought that was quite good, actually. Um, uh, when I'm on my list. It wasn't uh, his voice. It wasn't my voice. Um, 
I have voted for Turnbull in the Armstrong category, but I think because I think he's really good most of the time. But like the last couple of times he's played against Rangers, he's he's been pretty non-existent. So he's not really done anything in a massive game for me yet to to warrant that. Uh, he can he can uh, go out of games. I, I think he, he'll be better where McGregor plays and push McGregor up. I think he, he needs to be taking the ball off the defence all the time. He needs to be on the ball in every move we have. When that quarterback role, he's not in it. Uh, Usually um, the sign of a very good player. He's always... Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, he's, the, um, he's got the potential of being that Chris Sutton uh, level, but... Right now, Armstrong. Milky, uh, Shane Duffy. Amido Baldi. Amido Baldi, aye. If you asked, is in like September last year, I would say in Cham. Son. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's, he's standard of play. Uh, aye, he's plummeted ridiculously. No, no, he's died after that. <laughs> yeah, he's done. Unbelievable. Uh, Diego Laxell. Yeah, in Cham. That was really Cham. good. Though, so that's we've got three. We've got three left backs in the in Cham category after having one in the Sutton. So that just gives you a wee. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming we were thought Tierney was in the Sutton place, but um, and the last one, John Joe Kenny. Just lacks Alba from England. He didn't have a great game against Rangers, but before yeah, that, that point, I, before then I was thinking maybe. Uh, I was thinking maybe the Armstrong, but now I'm thinking yeah. the Cham. So Cham. that is in total, so that's 24 players we've signed since August 2018, which seems quite a lot. Uh, we had one in the top category, which is Fraser Foster. We had four in the second category, and then, you know, I had just had like the remaining 2019 in the. So out of 24 <laughs> players, we bought five players that are better than in Cham. Yeah, I would say we've got five first we've got five first team players you could say who would get in the team straight away, which are Fraser Foster, Chris Julian, Ellen you say the question mark over him, Soro and Turnbull and the rest of them a mixture of good, bad or indifferent. Well so what we're talking about is probably forty million pounds worth of players that don't get in the team. For it Four of them are uh, at the team now, and three of them, Soro, well, Tumble plays all the time now, but Elwin uh, say don't start all the time. Nah, so it's mental how bad it is. So, if we, <coughs> so how many people have we got in the, the bad category? We've got 10 people in the bad category, right? So, uh, essentially, your team today would be Barkas and Goal, then a defence of, or a defence containing uh, Toyan and Shane Duffy, uh, who's the other one? Uh, I can't make another team, but basically your your team would be. Easy game. Barkas, yeah, uh, no, he was in the category above. Right? How was it? Yeah, yeah, your 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 defense would be Barkas, Bolingoli, Shane Duffy, and Jeremy Tolian, and then you would have a midfield of Daniel Arzani, Malumbu, Schwed, and up front you would have Ollie Burke. Him, <laughs> um, Amido Baldi, and no, Patrick no. Clamalla. That team would do well to stay in the Oh, no, Amido Baldi, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ollie Buck, Bio, and Clamalla. Clamalla. Wow. That team would do well to stay in the SPL. 
<laughs> shocking. That seems pretty, pretty grim. Um, it just showed, like, 24 players and literally, like, none of them have really made them massive. And you would say Sorrow and Turnbull have only really been this season, or have only been this season, so... They've only really been the last three months. Been pretty, no, everyone else is pretty, pretty grim. But if you look at the Martin O'Neill, uh, the first couple of seasons transfer approach, where he spent money, obviously, but these players are all top tier players, like Neil Lennon, Chris Sutton, John Hartson. Uh, never spent a lot of money on like Alan Thompson and that, but obviously turned out well. But Martin O'Neill spending more money on players than Sally Carden now. That's shocking. No, exactly. A year ago. So, um, Martin O'Neill's first few transfers at Celtic, uh, Yusuf Harlan, success, 3.8 million. Chris Sutton, success, uh, he was six. Didier Gatt was 50 grand. That doesn't happen often. Alan Thompson, Rab Douglas, Ramon Vega on loan, and Neil Lennon. That's a, like, they they were all that's, that's a solid that's a solid basically, window. Yeah, it's a proper spine there, do you know what I mean? So you obviously Douglas wasn't the best keeper in the world, but he wasn't like he wasn't barcast bad, put it that way. Um so you've basically got that full Seville like half the Seville team in that first six signings, you know what I mean? Well look at our best players now. You've got Edward, obviously. Chris Julian Chris Julian was a player that we <laughs> Obviously identified and just go out and got him, even though he's quite expensive. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not a world's, he's obviously got his faults, but he's a good player, he's a good defender. Um, the other players have spent money on are like Barkas and that though, is there a problem? How much, how much did we spend on Klamala? <laughs> three million, yeah, three and a half three million? million I think. Mm-hmm. So we're talking three million for him, how much did... Rangers spend on Glenn Kamara again, was it 50,000? I assume they got So, we spent 60 times as much money on Klamala, who had never done uh, anything, versus what Rangers spent on a player that was proven in the league we're playing in. I think that probably sums up Celtic's business. Uh, Scotland were playing Israel yesterday, and the Wiseman, who plays at front for Israel, he... Um, he was playing for uh, Wolfsburger in Austria and he was scoring an insane amount of goals. He was averaging like 1.2 goals every game. He went to uh, Real Sociedad, I think. F- fuck, I'll, I'll quickly check this. Uh, his name's yeah, Sean. Was it Real Valladolid, maybe? Uh, Valladolid, sorry. He, um, for 3.8 million, 3.6 million, Proven goal scorer uh, at a similar, similar level to Celtic. Uh, available round about the same time as Klamala. And, but no, we buy Klamala. Who would, who'd only ever played in the Polish second division and hadn't hadn't scored a lot of goals. It's, it's just some of the decisions have been mental. I can't understand the model that they're trying to go for, but I would maybe argue that that is probably something easier to do with people in your own league. To a certain extent, like I don't know how many, like obviously it's worked before when we've done it all to get the Van Dyke one and stuff, but you would probably say we'd be better buying talent in and around like the Scottish leagues 
who are who are like proven to play within Scotland. So look at Turnbull, for example, or um, that Alan Campbell, that other guy, say, Mother or something like that. Do we do we take our punts on these type of people around about the kind of one to million pound mark or even less than that? But then you leave the rest of your money, like your kind of big hitters, like six, seven million for your Julians, like people that are properly performing at a good level somewhere else. But if you look at that list, like twenty four people. And four of them are, well, five of them are great, and two of them are loan deals as well. So the only permanent people who have actually signed good out of those 24 have been Julian, Sorrow, and Turnbull. We've forced them early to have both in loans. So that's even more damning when you think about it that way. If, if, yeah. you, t- if you take this Wiseman as a example, uh, for Wolfsburger, uh, across, uh, across all competitions, so the Austrian Bundesliga, uh, the Austrian Cup and the, the Europa League, forty games in total, thirty-seven goals. <laughs> we identified or spoke about sorry a couple of weeks ago the likelihood we're going to need what fourteen, fifteen players probably this summer alone. Would we agree with that? I think when we spoke about people leaving and stuff. So if you look at about us needing to us needing to probably buy fourteen or fifteen players. And our track record, they actually buying players. It, it it doesn't overly fill me with confidence. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 does it fault? Um, Patrick Kamala uh, played for Jagalonia, uh, Bialystok, um, played 50 games in total, scored 11 goals. Oh, that's good. Cost the same <laughs> amount. No. <laughs> Well, Celtic, well, roughly the same amount. And uh, I was expecting, because the reason I clicked on uh, Wiseman when I was watching the Israel game is that I remember him being linked to Celtic. And I was, one, mm-hmm. I was wondering if he was still at Wolfsburger. Um, so he'd moved to Valladolid, expecting to go to transfer and see it being whatever, 9 million euros or 7 million euros or something, like out with uh, Celtic's maybe budget for a player like that. 3.6. Yeah. Aye, so it's not exactly... It's quite comfortably within what we would normally pay for somebody. So there's another guy who's there. Uh, so there was uh, another guy called Andres Spora who played for Slovan Bratislava. Uh, between uh, uh, I, know, I know who you're talking about now. Uh, do you remember him? And he, signed, he scored like... 40-odd goals are them. We kind of messed about, I think. He went to uh, Sporting um, uh, Lisbon and I think they paid like 7 million euros for him or something. 6 million, sorry. And he scored 10 goals in 30 games for Sporting Lisbon, which isn't like the worst return in the world. Now he's out and loan at Braga. But even you think it's another somebody else we've, we've missed out on. And if you add on... I know we spend money on a jetty and stuff like that. And sometimes it doesn't always work. But you would think... You no, know, he played a couple of years in uh, Slovakia and scored a, he had like a really, really good um, goal record. So why are we spending nearly four million on somebody like Clamella when you can spend? And we've probably had this discussion before when you can spend a wee bit more on somebody else. You also, when you look at the Clamella and a Yeti, that's eight million quid. Ivan Tony, Tom Wednesday. Right, there you go. Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah, have to sure. pay any pinch over a proven goal scorer. I know it, it, he was in League One and people were funny about that, but watching the you can watch a guy once and you can see that he's has all the attributes. And... A, aye, aye, he's a 
proper player, you mean? You would hope that with a new team there's going to be a new recruitment people as well, new recruitment team. You hope. Hopefully a wee bit more bold, not just trying to patch up the squad with loans every season. Oh, yeah. I'm so fed up of loans, man. It's so underwhelming. Nah, the loans normally turn out a lot better than the transfers, to be fair, but the um, it's always just like, like oh, we're just going to sell our right back during the season, like Frimpong, and get... Kenny. Kenny in, and then we'll deal with it later. <laughs> just try and get Kenny again. How are you ever <laughs> going to build a squad that's ever going to compete I, anywhere meaningful? I think um, just to go back to the Ayeti thing, Ayeti hadn't played any first team football in like a year and a half. Kamala hadn't scored any goals. What are the recruitment team doing? Right, it, it's not as if Ayeti was scoring like Sprora, like Wiseman in Switzerland, like a goal every game. Yeah, it was a goal it, every it, two, it wasn't. wasn't it, roughly? Right, it's still a decent record, but it, and he hasn't played for a year, pretty much. When you can get a guy's proper in form, scores every single every single game he plays, maybe and and plays at Celtic's level. Aye, athletic. For a few million quid. Ath- cheaper than that, yeah, fuck's sake. Aye, it's just one of those things, eh? One of those things. Just Celtic's recruitment. It's just, just a shocker. We've just been through it for years, three years. Shocker every window. Really longer than that. There was a, there was a really good streaker coming available this summer. Aguero's leaving Man City. Try and get Maresca up here and get him. <laughs> get sign him on a free. Get Aguero in. Just give him whatever he wants, wages wise. <laughs> Someone's just literally uh, tweeted that. Better go hacking to bring Aguero up the road with him. I think he's possibly going to go to Barcelona, but you never know. Boca <laughs> Juniors is the is the the rumor as well. Uh, Seen on Twitter, which would make sense if he's going back to. If he's going back here, I know that. Um, maybe going back to Argentina because I think Tevez done the same thing. Though. He's um, very close with Messi, isn't he? One of his absolute best friends. So apparently Messi's trying to get him into Barcelona, and if Messi wants him, happens often. I'm sure it's uh, Aguero's son, who's remember Aguero used to go out with Maradona's daughter, and so he's Maradona's. Uh, uh, now deceased uh, was his grandfather and Leo Messi's his godfather and Aguero's his father Cesar Aguero's like he's a dad a proper world class like if he if had a hall of fame in football he would be he would be in it uh, and your dad's like the worst football player in the room <laughs> by a bit <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, apparently Man City are building a statue of him outside the Etihad. Decent. Really? I hope it looks really funny. Yeah. There's, that's always interesting and stuff. My one Ronaldo. Hopefully it's all in colour. Like, <laughs> hopefully it's in colour, like the Michael Jackson one outside the film. <laughs> 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 nah, that was. I'll fire it Terrifying. I love, love that statue. Like, statues are fantastic. It's in the Football Hall of Fame now, isn't it? It's been moved, I'm sure. I think they moved it away from film, but I, the colour statue is weird. The fact that Michael Jackson was there as well as even Ginger. Anyway, on that note, we'll wrap up for this week. Uh, join us next week for episode 32, where we'll hopefully have something to announce. I feel like we've been treading water for a few weeks in the terms of talking about who's going to be coming in, manager roles or head coach roles or director of football roles. Uh, hopefully we get a, something a wee bit more um, what's the word I'm looking for tangible is that it concrete oh, yeah, tangible's nice yep. it, also sounds, it also sounds like we're going to announce something yeah hopefully as opposed to Celtic so hopefully we no, get I, the word I, I, I see if Celtic don't announce something then, then we announce something to the world
Aye, we could just go all in and just act like it's the truth for the rest of our lives. Definitely haven't. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds good. I'm okay with that. We could just like uh, split off in a alternate reality for the for the rest of this podcast life, which would be until the year twenty eighty. Yeah, roughly, give or take. Anyway, thanks for listening, and catch you all next week. 